Does your teenager get a little anxious before a big test? Or maybe that week or two leading up to a new school year, do they just not seem themselves or do they seem a little out of sorts? Well, this is part one of a seven part series that we're doing on teenage anxiety. And the goal is to help your teenager get past that anxiety and not just get past it, we wanna help them to be their absolute best. So let's get started. So hello again everyone, my name is Jim White and I'm an author coach and the founder of the Family Enrichment Academy. But more importantly, I'm a parent just like you. Well, as I mentioned, this is part one of a seven part series that we're doing on teenage anxiety. Now before we get started though today, I did want to let you know I do have a free resource for you. What I have is I have 10 questions you should never ask your teenager. Think of these as like conversation killers. And then I've got 10 great questions as well. These are the conversation starters. Now this is available at the website at familyenrichmentacademy.com. So be sure to check that out. So let's move on to our topic in this video. And again, I mentioned this is part one of a seven part series that I'm doing around teenage anxiety. And the goal is to help you as a parent so that you can help your teenager get beyond that anxiety. So, and I mentioned in the open a couple of different uh, scenarios where anxiety pops up, like taking a test or those few, you know, that week or two leading up to the new school year. And the truth be told, all of us experience anxiety at some level or, or so. Um, like when I think back to when I was in, uh, in school, I remember that I used to be, uh, what caused a little fear for me was being called upon in a, a class or a group setting in school. Now, I have to clarify a little bit. If it was a question, let's say, that had a specific answer, let's say like, you know, what's the capital of Indiana? I was okay with those. It was the questions that caused me to reveal some of my thoughts or opinions. Those are the ones that I was uh, kind of fearful of. You know, a question like, well, what did you think the author was talking about in this poem? Whenever I had to share that kind of a, uh, again, my own thoughts or opinions, I always felt a little exposed or vulnerable. And so I was a little fearful of that and that did create some anxiety for me. And I'm sure you can think of some scenarios that did for you as well back when you were in school. Well, the interesting thing is now, I, I stand in front of people all the time and share my thoughts and opinions. And, you know, it's, it's just part of what I do. Now, I, to be perfectly honest, there still is a little bit of anxiety that pops up or little nerves that kick in, but it's much, much less than it used to be. And over the years, I've developed some strategies for managing that anxiety, but also I've developed a new mindset that just allows me to not even experience the anxiety in the first place. Now, this is the stuff that I wish somebody would have showed me or taught me back when I was a teenager. And that's our goal with this series is to give you some strategies that you can start to share with your teenagers so they can not just get through the anxiety, but prevent it from being there in the first place. So over this seven part series, we're gonna talk about the different types of anxiety and what causes them. And then we're also gonna talk about some strategies to getting through anxiety, you know, when you're in the moment and you're feeling it or your teenager is feeling it. And then finally, we're gonna talk about some strategies that are gonna to help to prevent anxiety from ever coming up in the first place. That sounds good, doesn't it? So let's start off by taking a look at some of the different kinds of fears or anxiety. Let's start with a simple one, like the fear of spiders. Now you may know somebody that's afraid of spiders or you may be afraid of spiders yourself. And this is known as what, arachnophobia. 
Now, if you just say to someone who has this fear, oh, I think I might see a spider, they just start freaking out, right? Just the idea of it just causes them all kinds of issues. Now, there's other fears like that as well. There's, you know, fear of heights or the fear of tight spaces. These phobias really create a, an interesting window into how our fears and anxiety work. Now, the first item to note is the distinction between the fear and the anxiety. So if we told our person that's afraid of spiders, you know, hey, we're gonna be going into a room that's known to have spiders into it, they're gonna have a, a response, right? And that response is the anxiety. They are anticipating having to face a fear. And so that's one of the first distinctions I would throw out for you to think about here is that the anxiety is really, it's the fear of potentially facing a fear in the future. So the first thing to note is the anxiety creates an experience just like the fear creates an experience. And in fact, they're probably very, very similar, right? That person is gonna have this physical experience of, you know, they're, they're gonna, palms are sweating or they're gonna have a little bit of tension in their body. And so that, that experience is gonna be there. But the also, the other thing to note is that they're gonna have a response of some kind. And again, with anxiety, that response is gonna be very similar to the fear response. So let's take a look at our uh, person that's afraid of spiders, right? If we say to them, hey, we're gonna go into this room, again, that may have a spider in it, they're gonna respond in a way that they will with the same as they would have from a fear standpoint as well, as if the spider was actually right there in front of them. They're gonna uh, probably run away, right? That's the most common. It's that fear, fight or flight response that's there. But the most common thing is they're gonna run away or refuse to go into the room. The other is the fight response. Maybe they go into the room, but they're ready to fight, right? They're, they're ready to attack um, as a way to defend themselves from this fear that they have for that spider. So here's the main point I wanted to make in this first video, and that is this. If the anxiety is caused by anticipating or worrying about a facing a fear, you know, something that you got to face, it makes sense that the way to reduce or eliminate that anxiety is to reduce or eliminate the fear, right? So it's a cause and effect relationship. So one of the strategies we're going to talk about in some of these subsequent videos is how do we reduce or eliminate those fears? Those go away, the, uh, the corresponding or related anxiety is gonna go away as well. So that's the first really important note to make. If using our spider example, if I'm not afraid of spiders anymore, and you say, hey, we're gonna go into a room full of spiders, it just, I don't have that anxiety that builds up. So the first step, and that kind of one of the main points I wanted to make in this first video is this idea of we're looking for ways to reduce or eliminate that fear. Now, that's not to say that having some strategies for um, overcoming anxiety, if you find yourself in the middle of it, it's not, it, that's a good thing as well, or something we might need, but it's the distinction between, that's like treating a symptom, right? That once you're there and you're experiencing that anxiety, we, the strategies, we can treat the symptom there, but that's not going to prevent the anxiety from coming back at a later time. So in order to treat that cause, we got to reduce or eliminate that fear altogether. So in part two of this video series, we're going to um, demonstrate or share a model for experience, behavior, and results. And this model is going to be a foundation to uh, some of the strategies that we're going to introduce in the, in the later videos as well. So that'll be coming up here in part two. Once again, I just want to remind you that I do have that free resource for you, those 10 questions you should never ask your teenager. Again, think of these as like conversation killers. And those 10 great questions as well, these are the conversation starters. And you can get that at www.familyenrichmentacademy.com. So be sure to check that out. 
As always, it's truly an honor to be able to serve and support you as you move along your parenting journey. And it, and it really is a journey. And again, I hope you find value in this series, this seven part series that we're doing on anxiety because anxiety is a, it seems like it's just sort of grown and almost become an epidemic within our teenagers. So it's an important topic and we wanna be able to provide some, some insights for you and some tools and strategies for you as well. Until next time, remember, a change in perspective changes everything.